0: (laughs) yeah
1: hello I'm Stuart Crane this is a Thinkers 50 podcast today I'm speaking with Margot Hook the author of the trillion dollar shift and one of the thinkers we've featured on the Thinkers 50 radar for 2019 Margot welcome
0: thank you so much Stuart.
1: so the trillion dollar shift what 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 were the origins of of this book
0: well you know, since I am an international thought leader on sustainable business and capital, I have the privileged position that I see so many things, so many companies around the globe. And I noticed that there is a growing will to engage with sustainability and the sustainable development goals. But that many people and many businesses, for that matter, don't precisely know how to do that what the sustainable development goals are what the opportunities are and why they actually and how they actually could engage and for that reason i wrote this book which was a tremendous amount of work because dive into every single sustainable development goal and also into every single business sector including capital and it unlocks a tremendous amount of knowledge for um Businesses for every professional interested in to engage with the sustainable development goals How people can actually do that and how there's a business case in it
1: Yes, you argue that business for good is good business um,
0: Exactly, that's the subtitle
1: Do why are, are, are corporations more receptive to these arguments now, do you think?
0: I think the time is a really a good timing I mean, like a couple of years ago, people still spoke about CSR, about the ecological matters, about doing business actually more or less in the same way people used to do it, but then taking account for some environmental impact or any other CSR aspect. But it has been shifting, Stuart, towards... A synergy between societal impact and the business case itself, and people start to realise that, well, like the subtitle of the book is that business for good is in fact good business, and that so the the, the game is changing toward more sustainable business.
1: And this, can you explain what are the sustainable development goals and where we're, where we stand on them now?
0: Yes, of course. So the Sustainable Development Goals are actually the successor of the Millennial Goals. The Millennial Goals ended in 2015, so we needed something new for the future. Now, the Millennial Goals had a different perspective. It was more like donor countries contributing to the less developed countries, but that was another time and era. And the Sustainable Development Goals are the 17 goals in which all countries and everybody in those countries collaborate to solve the primary objectives of the world to create a world that is fair and acceptable for everybody living on it. So for instance, um, uh, one of the sustainable development goals is poverty, one is climate, one is sustainable consumption and production, and so forth. Those 17 goals are a new compass for the world and we need to have most of those objectives um, solved by 2030. So they worked from 2050 to 2030. And the Sustainable Development Goals are 17 goals, but we have 169 targets and 230 indicators. So every goal is actually optimized Two targets and indicators. And that means that we have now one set of goals, targets and indicators throughout the world. And so in a way, one language for everyone, because there's unification amongst what we think those goals are and how they are made, materialized into targets and indicators. One language for all. And so it's a means to collaborate throughout the world to achieve those goals together
1: so in a way we've brought the discipline of management with the goals targets and indicators to the to the big issues of our times
0: exactly it's all so, aligned now
1: and do you, and do you think the the alignment is working are we are we making genuine progress
0: we are making progress and actually every year uh, around um, the first week of July Um, We measure ourselves, all the countries um, that do so, against those goals. And we make huge progress. That's on the positive side. On the other hand, we don't make enough progress. You know, it's difficult to get things moving and to really make as much progress as is needed. So actually, the G20 countries need to step up to it more because they are responsible for a big part of the world some things move quickly so in the OECD countries you know things like poverty um, they get reduced quite fast climate is a very difficult goal because it needs um, a change of all our business and all our energy systems around the globe but it's very important because climate impacts in in fact 13 to 14 of all of the 17 goals So we make progress, not enough yet. So we need to step up.
1: Okay, so what about the trillion dollar question? So what is the trillion dollar shift?
0: Well, I call the book on purpose the trillion dollar shift because there's a huge market potential in engaging with the sustainable development goals. And that is because the need to bring to the marketplace solutions for hunger, for education, for climate change, most of it has to come by business so there has been done a lot of research and it's been researched and that's how the title the trillion dollar shift comes by that actually there's a 12 trillion dollar opportunity till 2030 for business there's a potential of 380 million jobs throughout the world by 2030 also tremendous opportunities for business in this trillion dollar shift there's you could say specific markets that will be how i call it sustainable development goals growth markets like there are energy materials cities health and well-being food and agriculture and those growth opportunity businesses um add up to 75 percent of these 12 12 trillion dollar opportunities
1: so the sustainable development goals provide business opportunities as, as well as uh, uh noble a- um, ambitions
0: exactly exactly great opportunities
1: and w- w- what's the role of government in this i mean if, if you were a cynical corporate person listening to this you'd think well where is government what do, what, do, what are the governments of the world doing when it seems to be a lot of it seems to be uh, led by corporations or requiring corporations to be involved
0: it's actually a collaboration between government, science and business and consumers in the end. So we need everyone. Everyone needs to step up and do his thing. Government has a huge responsibility. Um, one of the main things they need to achieve is a, is a fair tax system on CO2, obviously. I mean, it's been debated a lot. We have uh, the, the climate meetings every year, but still, you know, we don't tax... Resources and pollutions to the extent that they should be. So actually, they, we call it internalizing the externalities. So if governments were to tax resources and pollution in the way they actually cost the planet, then a lot of the sustainable business cases which be would be much better than they are today. So, for instance, uh, for food uh, waste reduction, the business cases would be 92% better, and the average business case, if the tax system was shifted, would be between 40 and 50% better. So that has a huge impact. Besides taxing, also regulation can do a lot. So we should put a higher minimum, for instance, on recycling glass, recycling plastics, as to ensure that business is moving in the right pace. There's a role for governments to play. You know We have the plastic soup, which is a tremendous problem in the world. The government can put a tax, or at least a minimum percentage of um, uh, circular products. Also tax system on sugar, for instance, and the U.K. is a, a good example on this. There's been a lot of lobbying to put a higher tax on high sugar-holding um, refreshment drinks, for instance that the government can do a lot so it has a huge role the doing has to come by business but the facilitation the regulation and the tax has to come by business by
1: government and when when you talk about the the trillion dollar shift what is the response of business leaders and and does it differ from uh, region to region are european business leaders more willing to embrace it than american ones or, or asian ones
0: The the progress differs around the globe, but also the kind of innovations differ around the globe. Um, The Northern European is is very ambitious uh, in terms of progress and innovations on business engaging with the SDG, so they move a lot. The big global companies, some of them are real frontrunners like uh, IKEA, like Unilever, like DSM and so forth. And they have a big impact. The U.S. is um, a progressor in the sense of like digital and uh, internet solutions, but a lot of the companies lag behind. And the opportunities also differ around the globe. So let's take a whole different example, like, for instance, the Middle East and North Africa. They actually desperately need to diversify their, their, one second, Stuart. Can we take this last bit again? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yep, yeah. Okay, let's take a totally different region as an example, for instance, the Middle East and North Africa. Those countries have an urgent need, actually, to engage with the SDGs. Also from an economic perspective, they need to diversify because they have quite limited trade models and they heavily depend on agriculture. But the agriculture in, in general is quite conservative and has a very poor business case. At the same time, they have loads of refugees and they have women that only work informally and need to be incurred integrated in formal working conditions. They have abundance in space and sun. And that leads to a lot of new opportunities they could engage in to get their economy boosted, to get their societal problems addressed, and to make a total lift for the region. But that way of thinking is quite new and people need to shift their minds to look at society's objectives as not only a need to but it can do in terms of business development and to have a positive impact on the economy
1: and are you optimistic i mean there's I always think that this this sort of subject matter it's it's so so daunting uh that I, could, I can feel like a veil of pessimism as, as I think about it and the capacity for us to solve such huge issues. So do you feel optimistic that we're heading in the right direction and that companies are embracing these issues in, in positive ways to seize the opportunity?
0: Well, I'm an entrepreneur, and an entrepreneur uh, per definition is positive. Otherwise, you're not an entrepreneur. So uh, you'll get that from me. Yes. But I am positive for various reasons. Of course, you know, we need to step up more and we need to progress more. That is for sure. But there's a couple of reasons why I think things will be moving faster. One of these, um the economic numbers. Um, we are really quite crazy if you see how we throw away tons of um, billions of dollars in the behavior now. So let me give you an example one third of all food produced in the world is lost, is not being consumed. That counts for over 780 billion dollars annually. We actually lose or throw away, which is 1.3 billion tons of food. On the other hand, If we do things differently, we only need 80 billion to feed everyone on Earth. So what we waste is a much bigger number than what we need to actually feed all. So we just need to change things around. If we do that, we cut back on the emission problem. So, for instance, realize that producing food accounts for 8% of all emissions on the globe so on the one hand there's a huge problem but on the other hand there's a few big buttons to turn to solve it at the same time and business can play a major role in that
1: yeah yeah the uh, so i mean da- daunting statistics and uh incredible potential to change things for the best um, so where, where does your research go next
0: Sorry, what were you we saying, Seward?
1: So, so where, where where does your research go next? I mean, the trillion dollar shift uh, is is out, uh, but people with books tend tend to be thinking about the next book auto- automatically. So, where, where where does your research go now?
0: Well, research. I think what we need to um, bear in mind that we mustn't put all energy in the current generation generation which is 30 years and older realize that Millennials which will make up three-fourth of the world's workforce in 2025 so in 2025 which is six years from now 75% of the workforce will be Millennials and after that of course Generation Z now, realize that 88% of millennials, which has been recently researched, wants only to work for a purpose-driven company. A purpose-driven company is a company that, yes, wants to have a good business case, but wants to engage with societal challenges at the same time. 88% of millennials. Consumers, by now already, 63% will prefer to buy things from a company with a purpose. And that number will go up. So in a couple of years, we'll see a big shift just because the new generation is setting in.
1: So the future is is with organizations who have that sense of purpose.
0: Exactly. By now already, sustainable brands, for instance, they grow twice as quick as non-sustainable And to give you a nice example, a recent example, Alan Yeo, the new CEO of Unilever, he says, I'm only going to buy new brands that are sustainable brands because of both reasons. Because I want to be a moral company, and at the same time, just because of economics, because those brands grow twice as quick.
1: Yeah, interesting, because Unilever is something of a trailblazer in this field. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, Marga Hoke, uh, Big Issues, The Trillion Dollar Shift is a really timely, timely book, and it will be interesting to see how corporations uh, take on these ideas and actually lead the way, because I think, as Marga says, there's huge potential for corporations to lead the way. Marga, thank you very much.
0: You're welcome.